When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wait for Haley to stop lagging. Am I lagging again? You always lag. Like it was for the like the first five seconds after we go live, Haley's like robot mode. It's okay. It doesn't show that on my side, so I don't know what's wrong with StreamYard, but whatever. And you know what else I just realized? We're in the weeds. <laughs> <laughs> this is not in the weeds. Hold on a second, guys. Okay. There we go. Welcome to Tag Talk. My name is Kylie. This is Haley. Um, you got a cute little moment of us in the weeds. You know what? They steal our background all the time. Literally every week. <laughs> so I was going to say, welcome to Tag Talk. And then I look up and it says, in the weeds. <laughs> I love that you didn't notice until we went we've, we've been sat here for like 20 minutes talking. And we've been in the weeds the whole time. <laughs> My brain that was in the weeds. Listen. So. It's been a long day for both of us. I've been in and out of meetings. Haley's been working. It's just been a whole thing. But we're here. And we have some stuff to talk about. Of course, we're going to talk about the Hung Bucks. We're going to talk about the WWE Women's Tag Team title curse. We're going to maybe probably talk about other random stuff that comes up through the course of this episode. But if, <laughs> as, as always. But if you want your question or your comment read on air, make sure to submit a super chat. And we will read all of those Haley, I did yeah. not watch Being the Elite, but I have one question for you about Being the Elite. Oh, I think I know what it is. Go ahead. That scared me. Did What did Matt Jackson do? Did he continue his reign of terror against the Tumblr girlies? He did. Yes, he did. Um, there was a lovely black and white slow-mo pan shot of Matt shirtless with very sexual music oh no <laughs> why did i say oh no <laughs> not jeremy <laughs> we have heat hello hi hello. jeremy hi for the uh, first 30 seconds of tag talk we were in the weeds and that's why that's why i'm showing up hmm. it's such a you know who who just takes another person's another another show's background like that who does that Haley and kylie how could you possibly do something like that in our defense it was an accident okay <laughs> we didn't know unlike you you intentionally did. So... we've now claimed that background that is now <laughs> our background <laughs> George, you can have it I tune I tune into the show and I'm like, wait a second, did they know they're using the background? And then yes, you, Kylie points out like, wait, oh, we're in the weeds. I just noticed that before you changed it. It's so, funny okay. because we joke about it all the time about just like leaving the background and just doing a show with it. <laughs> and I love that like this week we genuinely forgot to change it. We have to change uh, on like Wednesdays because this is the last live show. Sometimes we do FMC and that's when we of course steal the tag talk background, but I don't care to change the uh the color on that. So the brand color is like the pink that you girls use. So when we do in the weeds on Wednesday, we have to change it to the green 
to make sure Joel sees it. Joel gets very offended, by the way. Clearly does not support women, Joel Pearl. No. Uh, so he makes it makes us change it to the green that everyone sees. Boo. Yeah, so boring. All right. I, I just jumped on to give you all a hard time about stealing backgrounds because that is absurd behavior. We should, we should have left channel. it. We should have left <laughs> it. it. I don't care. I mean, we, we, we both have good like branding though fmc has no branding that's why we use the tag talk background because that is your branding yeah that's a lawless show where we don't talk about wrestling so who cares like the, these yeah. other shows we actually have like branded pretty well so you got you girls can uh have the and hold on I'll, I'll be kind and change it there we go we'll get that get that up there we'll it's take away of- the in the weeds overlay there we go i'll remove myself bye everybody don't steal back who does that what are we doing on this <laughs> on this channel Sharing is caring, everybody, okay? Listen, if you didn't want your background stolen, you shouldn't store it in the stream yard. <laughs> that's, that's all I'm saying. Am I supposed to upload it like every single new show? <laughs> yes. Is that what's supposed to happen? That's how you protect your content. If you want your IP safe, you keep it safe. Uh, okay, I'm going to start doing this now. You have I don't know what you've started, but you've started something to where now I'm just going to... Joel might get mad at me because Joel's the one who actually has to, to upload this. That's fair. You know what? You, we should. If you don't want your content stolen, don't store it. Just delete it. And then re-upload it for every single show. Nonsense. Yep. That's a new Bye, role. everybody. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Charlie. What's that? I'll have it be known. We did not intentionally do anything. <laughs> but now I want to intentionally do Tag Talk in the Weeds. We'll do a special or something. We'll figure it out. Uh, I have no idea where we were. It <laughs> happened. Uh, oh, Matt Jackson. About, yes. Yeah. Speaking of Matt I Jackson, I love that Jeremy was here for that entire thing. And then as soon as you said Matt Jackson, he would dip. <laughs> I, he's like, okay, they're talking about the elite goodbye. I'll never forget when we did that two hour episode with, with Kate that was titled like Story of the Elite or something like that. Yeah. And it was two hours long. And Jeremy blasted us on social media. <laughs> Oh my god. Ugh. Um but yeah, there was a there was a slow black and white pan of that man, very sexual music. It was it was a lot. Um yeah. He's yeah. really feeling himself. And you know what? I'm happy for it cuz sometimes when people get older, they lose confidence. But not not well, Jackson. He let it be known that he he loves he loves the attention. So Which I'm kind of glad for cuz I feel like sometimes <laughs> when people obsess in a in an, in that kind of way about a celebrity or a real life person, it can get a little weird and a little strange. Um, but you don't know if they're comfortable with it. But now we know he likes it, and presumably wants it to continue. So keep going, Tumblr girlies. Um, yeah. Matt Jackson, he's he's stalking you probably on Tumblr to see what you think about him. But that's okay. You know he he's the one who tans himself. To look good and gross his hair out and takes care of his hair. So you know what? I mean, he started it with like the hair brushing thing and like the tanning thing and the like popping his pet. Like he started it. It's long term long term storytelling. Yeah. It was Matt Jackson's glow up. 
If you look at a picture of Matt Jackson when AEW started compared to Matt Jackson now, different man. The mutton chops. The mutton chops, he was skinny. So skinny. And he was orange. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Bad tan. He really learned a lot. You know what? I respect it. I respect it. Kenny is also bigger than he was when AW started. Nick is the same. Yes. But you know what? And I don't remember who tweeted about this the other day. Um, But it was like a whole um, discussion about how Kenny needs to take better care of his curls. (laughs) Kenny? (laughs) Someone get him on the curly girl bet this. Yes. So someone get him some influencers. The internet is they're listening to this. Put it on his Twitter like for you page. Speaking of Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega liked one of my tweets, and it was not. I'm kind of embarrassed that he liked this tweet, guys. (laughs) The outrage over this tweet. (laughs) I listen. Sometimes I forget that like my Twitter is branded like. I'm, I'm, you know, it's Fightful Overbooked. Like, I'm in wrestling media, all these kind of things. And I tweet stuff. And I forget that people are actually going to see it. And I tweeted, because um, on Dynamite, or Collision, it's something, AEW blends together, I'm blind. But it said, Don Callis said, like, Kenny Omega and Kota Bushi are closer than brothers. And I tweeted that, that quote, and then a picture of the Golden Lovers kissing, because they did in DDT. And that's the tweet that Kenny Omega liked. First of all, Kenny Omega was not mentioned in that tweet. Second of all, my email just went off. So ignore that. I will close that tab in a second. <laughs> and third of all, the amount of insanity that happened. One, people didn't know that the Golden Lovers was a romantic story. But, baby. Golden Lovers. Golden Lovers. What did you think lovers meant? <laughs> I was so confused with people being like, what? And insane. And then there were just, of course, you know, your run-of-the-mill bigots who were like, I hate Kenny now. Kenny sucks, blah, 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 which I blocked all of them. Don't worry. Um, but yeah, Kenny Omega liked that tweet. So Kenny Omega is lurking on his For You tab on Twitter. He has to be. I know I didn't tag him. No one else tagged him. So I just imagine him like, just like vanity searching like golden lovers and just like. <laughs> He's like, Kenny Omega. He, like, wants to read. Also, don't snitch tag anybody on my tweets. A wrestler, um, a podcaster, anybody. Don't do it. I will just block you for it. You could snitch tag me on any tweets. I will love to see those. <laughs> but everybody else, no. That's it. That I had to tell my... Oh, okay. We have a super chat from Ryan. Who, if you don't know, this is, like, the, the worst tag talk we've ever done. Um, <laughs> Ryan says, which friends should you always take out to dinner? Your taste buds. Haley, you're my taste bud. I love we that. went out. We went out to lunch once. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we did. We've been, out, we've been out to eat a couple of times together. Uh, yeah. And you know what? It's been good every time. Those, ta- those taco salads. Yes. So good. And the first time we had French fries, so the glow up from the French fries to the taco salad. I totally forgot that IHOP experience ever happened. I uh, three a.m. IHOP and it was just full of people we knew. 
<laughs> wow. There was Absolutely. a single non like wrestling related person in that IHOP. It was it was you know it was wrestling media in this IHOP. It was wrestling fans. It was people on Twitter. Just this IHOP was overrun with wrestling people. It was the worst. You know what? It was no, it was the best. I love you guys. Um, but, but anyway, should we get this tag talk? Jeremy came in and our plan completely went out the window. And we were already derailed before we started this episode. <laughs> and then he just had to, he just really had to come in here and do that. Yeah. That's what it is. Someone tell Jeremy um, that we're going <laughs> to steal his branding. And we'll, we'll actually do it this time. We'll do it intentionally. But anyway, Hungbox. Listen, Haley and I, if you watched Tag Talk this time last year, you know. And it was this time last year. Oh, my God. That's crazy. That's crazy. We were riding the Hung Bucks train. We were saying to you guys, like, the Hung Bucks, they're getting back together. Haley, shut up. The Hung Bucks are getting back together. They're going to do Trio's titles, which we thought it was AEW, but that's okay. And now here we are a year later, and the Hung Bucks are the ROH six-man champions. Haley, I need to know your thoughts on this. We haven't talked about this yet. We've both been too busy. Yeah. Um. Well, first of all, I... I'm so excited about it. Um, I know a lot of people aren't, but I don't care because I am. <laughs> and, and I love the Hung Bucks. And I'm just so happy that we get to, you know, see them do their thing again. Um, especially after all the teases last year. Like, I was longing for it for so long. And they just kept, like, pulling that string. And just, I'm just so glad that we have it now. Uh, yeah. I don't know. My, my my brain is jumbled. I heard a lot of people, or sorry, I saw a lot of people on Twitter kind of upset that ROH is kind of being integrated back into AEW, especially with figures like the Hung Bucks, who are AEW stars, being ROH champions, and the prominence of Samoa Joe and um, mm-hmm. Claudio and Eddie and all this kind of stuff. I'm not against it. I think that the Hung Bucks have a long history with ROH and they have a history with um, these belts specifically. So I'm not against it, but I, I do hear the worries of, you know, when ROH was first purchased by Tony Khan, it was like ROH on AWTV everywhere. It was like, there was very few AW stories. There was a lot of ROH stuff going on. And then there were so many belts that it was hard to remember who was the champion of what and where and why and how, um, but I think strategically, this six-man belt and then also the ROH world title, which Eddie Kingston won, by the way. Shout out, Eddie Kingston. I think it can work. Um, but I do feel the hesitation. Do you feel the hesitation? <clears throat> yeah. Um, but I almost, and this is like purely speculation on my part. I know nothing about like TV deals or any of that. But I almost wonder if Tony is trying to like leverage ring of honor to try to get it part of um like the streaming potential streaming uh mm-hmm. with warner um, mm-hmm. i don't know if that's possible i don't know if that's even on his mind whatever but i just i wonder if maybe that's why we're seeing you know more aw people kind of shift over especially people as prominent as the young bucks and hangman yeah and i also if you've watched ring of honor you, you know that the last few weeks Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I've been kind of weak, ROH TV. It hasn't been that great uh, compared to when ROH first started streaming again, I should say. So I, I kind of see that, Haley, like maybe... Um, it's kind of like when AW was trying to get its TV deal and it, they were like, we have Chris Jericho, we have all these stars in wrestling. It's like proof of concept. So maybe that is what's happening here. And then ROH can stream on max or whatever other services out there. Cause it is hard for fans to buy another streaming service for the sole purpose of watching ring of honor. And part of what makes WWE so successful on Peacock is that you get WWE, but you also get all of Peacock. You get so many other things. So that's why that has been successful. So if ROH and AW can be incorporated that way, fans don't have to buy another streaming service just to watch their favorite wrestling show. And I get it. You know, we're out of the cable era, unfortunately. And you if you can't really get cable packages that'll give you all your wrestling shows. So you're going to have to shell out extra somewhere if you want to watch every wrestling show. Um, but it's a little bit different than Americans watching New Japan World because that's the only way you're going to get New Japan in the United States. That's a little bit different. ROH is like a North American wrestling product, so it should be more accessible. Yeah, and I, I, I think it's clear that Warner wants more content from AEW. I, I know Ring of Honor is kind of its own separate entity. It, it mm-hmm. really has nothing to do with AEW. Um, but it is still owned by Tony. There are still AEW people involved with it. You know, it's it's wrestling content. And, you know, maybe. I don't know. I wouldn't hate it. I I think I would pay for it for another streaming service more if it was AEW and Ring of Honor than, like, I think I would consider it more than if it was just AEW. Yeah, especially if um, wherever they end up streaming, whether it's Max or, like, it's their own individual streaming service, if we got the catalog of AEW shows, because there's so many, all you fight TV people go away. But <laughs> for, the, for those of us who have to deal with the United States version of AEW and AEW streaming, it could be a little tiresome to find things that you want to watch. And there's no, there's no place to do it. So, I mean, AEW All Access, I think, is still on Max somewhere. It is. It is. So that's, but that's different. So I don't know. Fingers crossed. I'm kind of excited. And the Hung Bucks being six man champs, um, I think does add a lot, especially with Kenny off fighting Don Callis. <laughs> Don Callis family. Is that what he's calling this? Like he's yeah, the godfather? Yeah. Which Sammy Guevara and the Don Callis family. What a weird combination. I don't think we've even talked about this really. Like I, like, Sammy turned, and in our group chat, we were like, okay, finally. And then we just never addressed it again. <laughs> we have a group chat. It's like all our friends, our closest friends. And we're all like, yeah, Sammy, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> and then Don Catalyst comes out, crickets. Yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think you guys underestimate just how much I dislike Don Callis. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want clues as to how much, you can go look at my 
my Twitter header. Um, it's a screenshot from our group chat about Don Callis. But anyway, Sammy Guevara being part of the Don Callis family, it's a little strange. I'm not sure I'm sold on Sammy Guevara having yet another mentor figure instead of being on his own and doing his whole thing. Especially because I've been a firm advocate or I guess firm believer in the idea that Sammy should have been free from Jericho by now. He should have he should have been in the space that the other um, pillars are in. I mean, Darby has Sting, but that's Darby is definitely free from Sting. I don't think Sting has ever oppressed Darby in the way Chris Jericho has Sammy Guevara in some ways. So I don't know. And I mean, I Takeshita's there too. So I don't know. Maybe that's like the vibe they're going for. I I don't know. Spray. It's like which recent. I, <laughs> I that is listen with the exception of Takeshita. That is my hell faction. But it's like even if you look at it, you see. Takeshita and you see Will Ospreay and then Sammy is just kind of like there once again in another faction yeah. like it's, it's just it's kind of sad but but I am I'm happy that this turn happened um I think it's mm-hmm. gonna add a lot to Sammy's character and it'll help him evolve a lot and he's I think he'll learn more having this association um than maybe he was with Jericho and at the end of it Jericho is obviously gonna put him over so yeah, Whatever, but I don't know. And Jericho teaming with the Golden Lovers is a little strange. Not gonna lie, <laughs> Listen, it's a little weird. Listen, when Kenny came out in those little shorts and those Yeezy shoes with that pipe, I was like, "Oh dear." <laughs> I I don't think I buy it. I don't buy that. Can you make it actually cares about this, about what happens to Chris Jericho. In in kayfabe, of course. I'm sure he cares about Chris Jericho a great deal. Um, I, what? Because they're both from Winnipeg. We saw them team in Winnipeg. And that was fun. segment, Kenny was like, I'm not doing this for you. I'm doing this because I hate Don. (laughs) But it's like, just let him beat up Chris Jericho and then get done like two birds one stone like i don't understand like chris jericho is your rival yeah <laughs> and then and then kota bushi is just like kota bushi and aw is like kenny goes sick him and that's it <laughs> like kota bushi has with the exception of of the um mel coleman's beautiful painting um uh, kota bushi has like no story in aew that isn't He's Kenny Omega's boyfriend, and Kenny Omega's fighting these guys, so so is Kota Ibushi. And there's been, like, multiple feuds now that Kota's been like, hello. (laughs) I kind of love it, though. Like, I just love that he, like, randomly appears, and we just get our little Golden Lovers, like, treat. (laughs) Getting the Golden Lovers in 2023 is kind of wild. Like, the fact that, one, they're both wrestling. If you and if you know the Golden Lovers, you know that's a miracle. Yeah. That their bodies have made it this long, and two that they're still the Golden Lovers. Yeah. This story has been going on for ages, ages, multiple promotions, multiple years. It's been wild, but I don't know. Decade at this point. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited about it though. Um, I don't know how we got here talking about this, but I'm glad we did because I'm excited about the Golden Lovers. And you know what? 
I wouldn't mind eventually in the future rehashing the Young Bucks versus the Golden Lovers. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know where Hangman fits in there. Special referee. Special. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> AJ needs to do more silly gimmicks like that. Like every every gimmick is like Texas Death Match, <laughs> Ladders of Death. Like, give me a special guest referee or, like, um, a lumberjack match that's actually kind of, like, an actual lumberjack match. Or just something goofy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I agree. I would love to see Hangman as a special referee, though. Oh, and then he's he has to choose. Like, they're pinning someone. He has to choose. <laughs> give me Triple H a shot in the Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> So, listen, someone give me the book. I got this. I got you're, this, guys. You're insane. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Louise. Louise says, <laughs> sending listen to the Matt Jackson Tumblr jokes. Listen, Matt Jackson, I've been looking for this man on Tumblr. I've been <laughs> narrowing down the candidates for who this could be. Um, I have no clue. I'm not any closer to figuring it out, but I will find his burner. I mean, I'm pretty sure he used to have a page, like, way back in the day, like, a really long time ago, but it's not active, and I highly doubt that he remembered the password for it, so it's definitely a fan account. Yeah. <laughs> like, he he is stirring up yeah. the fans so he can feed off the attention. That's what I think is happening 100%. on there. 100%. So, like, in my head, it's someone who does that. And Haley knows exactly who I'm talking about right now. <laughs> <laughs> um anyway um yeah hung bucks are which six man champions um it's going to be interesting to see how they coexist coexist with rob and maggie you guys should watch that show um how they coexist with aw trios belts because they're kind of in the same universe right now but i'm not mad about it i'm not (laughs) i love this (laughs) when Uh, when breaks up they can have a juice robinson on a pole match listen (laughs) Juice Robinson. So, Jay White and Andrade wrestled on collision. Juice Robinson was on the outside. A maniac. I love it so much. Screaming. Reaching. Growling. (laughs) Dastardly in every way. Juice Robinson. Listen, he's an unsung hero of of AW. He has been absolutely stellar his whole run. Um, And they need to give him something. I hate to say this, but sometimes he's the only reason I'll tune into Collision. Like, if I look at a card and I'm like, I'm just not really feeling like watching wrestling today, but then I see Juice is on it, I'm like, okay, actually, I have to watch. Yeah, because, we listen, we love him here. But I will say, um, Collision has been, a, like, the last couple cards have been really, really good. Um, I've been super into it. And listen, Bullet Club Gold versus the Hung Bucks. Just saying, I'm just saying. I think that would kill multiple parts of the fandom <laughs> off. And you know what? I totally forgot hmm. at Russell Dream, it's the Young Bucks versus the Guns versus the Lucha Bros versus Orange Cassidy and Hook, which for like a money well, in the bank, like brother type. versus brothers versus brothers versus Hook and Orange Cassidy. They're brothers at heart. Yeah, we don't, we don't, you know, discriminate on family types here. 
Um, and then the winner gets a future AW World Tag Team Championship match, like whatever they want. So it's like a money in the bank situation. Mm-hmm. So the Young Bucks could be World Tag Team Champions and are we six man champions? I've had that thought. I don't think they would pull the trigger on that, but oh. I have thought about it. It has crossed my mind. <laughs> Young Buck mega push, I guess. Listen, three-time AW Tag Team Champions, three-time uh, Ring of Honor Six-Man uh, Champions. I mean... Oh my gosh. But what I was going to say is the guns are in the match. So this is a way to get our way into Nick Jackson versus Juice Robinson. Which we need. We need it so bad. Like, and, to me, that's a no-brainer. Yes, but and while we're speaking of uh, Nick Jackson in singles. We're getting Matt in a single. <gasps> I forgot. Crazy. <laughs> oh my god. Matt Jackson in a singles match is like a rare treat. Because we've gotten Nick a lot. Mm-hmm. And we've gotten like Dax Harwood a lot. But Matt and Cash just know. So I'm we excited. We haven't gotten Matt in a single since I think like the formation of AEW. So. <sighs> oh my goodness. Listen, Matt Jackson, mega push. It's not even the Young Bucks. It's just Matt. And it's for the time 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 along for the ride. 100% the female demo thing. They're like, you know what? What's going to make the female demo skyrocket? Matt Jackson. <laughs> Coming out. <laughs> Doing a singles match. Yes. That's... Um, in the chat, Kyle said, missed opportunity to not put the Hardys in there. Honestly, to have four brother teams just to say they did. Yeah. I would have loved that. Um, especially because the Young Bucks and the Hardys have history in AW already. Um, I don't know why they didn't put the Hardys in there. Orange Cassidy and Hook, I mean, I, they really are pushing that tag team. And, it, I mean, they want to keep Orange Cassidy going and keep him visible uh, after losing the international title. Um, I also just realized that Phoenix is international champion and getting an opportunity to earn a tag title shot. We- what is going on? I'm just thinking AW loves a double champ. They really do. They really like Eddie, New Japan Strong, and Ring of Honor. You don't even bring up Kenny Omega, the belt collector. That is a that is a disgusting amount of titles. It really was. But Orange oh. Cassie and Hook, I hope they win. <laughs> As Kyle says nothing against Cassie and Hook, but let's be real, they're not winning. So why not do the fun weird thing? I think it would be really fun if you have FTR who's wrestling. FTR is doing. Listen, we'll talk about that in a minute. FTR, I'll come back to it. Um, FTR, like, d- imagine Dax, a big beefy Dax, selling Orange Cassidy's kick, and then it's like, here comes Hook, gets Dax in like the the red rum. It'd be great. Caden, I'm not reading that super chat. <laughs> I saw he sent one, and I was like. Mm. <laughs> You want me to say that on air? Kaden. Did <laughs> I draw the line? Listen, I'll put it up, but I'm not reading it. I'm so. not reading it either. Um, thank you for the super chat, Kaden. Thank you. Kaden, we are women. We can't say things like that. You are you are putting us in an awful position. You're putting us in danger, Kaden. <laughs> it's bad enough that this I, I was gonna say something so bad, but I will reel it in. I will get back to my FTR point. FTR, you know, they're still AW tag teams, blah, blah. Um, they've been working with a lot of tag teams 
not like that I would say you're up and comer tag teams or, but tag teams that AW fans maybe aren't that familiar with, like the Work Horsemen, the Righteous. And I'm kind of into it. I think also <clears throat> they have kind of seen the success of, you know, Adam Cole and MJF and kind of these like unlikely tag teams and, you know, Hangman and Kenny and like situations like that. I guess that's kind of different. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not mad at Orange Cassidy and Hook teaming. I actually kind of love it. Um, I just, I like the like funny, like silly kind of nature of it, I guess. Yeah. And I do think that they've done a lot this year, especially to get Hook up, like move him up the card because he debuted and then for so long, he was just doing squash matches and like the, the rare, like actual competitive match. Um, so pairing him with Orange Cassidy is, I think, a smart move. It's They're kind of polar opposites, but when it comes down to it, Orange Cassidy is a great wrestler. And, Caden, the answer to your question was no. Um, Orange Cassidy is a great wrestler, like fundamentally really great. So I think Hook can learn a lot from that. And I also think that it challenges Hook, challenges Hook to be in matches like that with wrestlers like that to rise to the occasion. Cause hook is a great wrestler and he's been getting better and better and better. Um, but he still is kind of new. He's not a rookie, but he's young in the business. Uh, so I do think that'll be a lot of fun. And, you know, listen, you know, serious FTR with their, like, this is how wrestling is done. We're, you know, big beefy boys and there's no, you know, flouncy stuff here. Uh, the potential to see them, up against Hook, who is called the Handsome Devil, <laughs> and Orange Cassidy, who does this. Um, I'm kind of into it. And I also, I really do appreciate FTR as tag champs not being thrown into, you know, the the void, forgotten, or given, you know, a rushed match against Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega or something like that. They're like the workhorsemen and the righteous and tag teams that have a future in tag team wrestling maybe you know in aw or elsewhere so i really do enjoy that and overall i'm into it um i, I don't know where I, I was coming back to the hung bucks but i don't know where i was coming back to the hung bucks <laughs> <laughs> i just i was as you said that i was reading this speaking of <laughs> are the yeah. dark really, like manipulating matt jackson now because of uh that and the hung bucks thing yes yes the Dark Order had another, um, like, infomercial-style commercial. I don't know where they're going with that. But I'm kind of into it. Um, if the Dark Order dethroned the Humbucks as ROH six-man champs, <laughs> the internet would explode. And people who are ecstatic and people who are, you know, livid, frustrated, devastated. But the Dark Order are heels now. Haley hates it. <laughs> I can tell she hates it. She's trying to come in a polite way to discuss it. Listen, I mean, you know, I have been an avid supporter of the Dark Order in the past, and I hope that you know this turn benefits them. Um, I would like to see them start recruiting again, um, but mm, I don't know. If I don't know. I feel like that's probably what's going to happen. And I just, I don't want to see it. So I'm not going to manifest it. Um, 
but I don't know. It is interesting, the beef that they have with Matt Jackson, and Matt gets, a, like, a put-in-a-singles type of situation, and it's interesting. Yeah, um, Rydine says in the chat they're going back to the whole cult thing, and I kind of like that as well, um, especially because they've lost so many members, and, like, the whole point of the Dark Order was that they were recruiting, like, ev- not just everybody in AW, but all the fans. And they lost so many members, and they were just sad, depressed. Like, <laughs> they recruited Hangman for, like, two seconds. He was never in the Dark Order, but he, I guess he was there. I don't know. Um, but I, I do like it. I do. I just don't – I want them to get distance from Hangman. It's, I guess, my thing. Because they've been, <clears throat> they've been, like, kind of lurking around Hangman in his story of going back to the Elite and all this kind of stuff. But they – AW never did anything with that except on BTE. So I they gotta go do something else. Like send them to ROH or you know, let them wrestle the acclaimed for funsies, like for the AW trios belts. I would be fine with that. I think that would be fun. Um, but I don't know. I'm kind of I'm at the dark, I'm like cautious about the dark order now. Um Oh, oh, am I going to read this? Okay. Also, does TK's booking kind of feel predictable when he books a bunch of matches featuring people from in and around Seattle at a big show in Seattle? He loves giving talent a hometown pop. Um, he does love doing that. <laughs> he does love that because, like, I feel like people deserve it to win in their hometown and, you know, do the whole thing. I think it's always sad when talent lose in their hometown, especially if they're a baby face. Um, but, I mean... It's so rare that we have a genuine hometown match. Uh, I mean, we had Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho in Winnipeg, like Sky Blue in Chicago, Eddie in New York. Um, so, I mean, but, like, how do you not – like, to me, the the big person from the Seattle area is Brian Danielson. And how are you just not going to book Brian Danielson, like, to avoid feeling predictable? I mean, you can't really – do that so i'm okay with it i'm okay with it being predictable as long as it's fun like i don't i don't mind it that much especially since it's like like you said kind of on the rarer side um yeah and i feel like sometimes with wrestling stories that being predictable uh is kind of a benefit because you can't swerve the audience every single time yeah swerve and darby also though but and nick lane and yeah, and Nick Wayne, he's there also. But I mean, to me, those are less predictable than the Brian Danielson one. Um, I mean, maybe you guys think they're predictable. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't. But sometimes wrestling needs to be predictable. Like fans should see the end of a story and you should fulfill that story. Not every story needs to have a crazy swerve or like a plot twist because then fans, like, there's no reason to buy into things or think about things you know, think about the end game of a story because you know the booker's just going to pull the rug out from under you. There are stories where that is a good thing, 100%. But like like Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania, the end goal was there and they pulled the rug out from under you and it's been disastrous. Um, And listen, that's problematic for me to say, but I still believe it. (laughs) Uh, But yes, Swerve and Darby, to me, those are like less predictable I mean, Swerve beating Hangman would be, like, a big boon to Swerve, I would say. Um, I just hope that it wouldn't – 
wouldn't hurt Hangman because he's coming off the title win. I don't think it would. I think Hangman is very protected. And I think if anything, um, it'll be good for both of them. Yeah. And look, it's a, it's a hot feud. It is. Like fans like it. Um, and I like it because I think Swerve should be up there with the safe guys of AW. So I'm fine with it. Um, I wouldn't be upset if they wrestled to a draw. I really wouldn't. It's like it's like Omega Danielson to me. This is at that same level. Uh, so I wouldn't be upset about it at all. And I, I would hope that AEW would think... If, if Swerve is like... It's predictable that Swerve wins. I hope they would think about... Um, maybe making him come out. Not just as someone who beat Hangman. But someone who was like a, a legitimate danger to AEW. A legitimate title contender. All those kinds of things. Because uh, Hangman, he's been mixed up with the Elite, and he hasn't really been a singles guy in so long. So it's a big win, but it needs to be a major win. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at with that. And then Darby. Darby's off in Darby land. Like, <laughs> nothing Darby does feel like, feels like he never loses popularity. Nothing he does really ever has consequences. He just does crazy stuff and that's Darby land. So people come in and out of Darby land. Darby always stays there. Um, but he's just, he's just like one of the, like hangman, one of those guys who's always going to get a pop. People are always going to cheer for him. That's just how it is. This is interesting. Oh, wait, I mean, not pull up Caden. <laughs> the embassy should win the trios championships from the acclaimed. That's interesting. Uh, yeah, I just, I've been kind of, I've been kind of, with the exception of Swerve, I've been kind of sour on how AW is handling the rest of the embassy, of uh, the mobile embassy. Um, I don't know, I don't really, I like them, except for Brian Cage. I like them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it just feels like AW isn't giving them an opportunity to really, like, be individuals. Mm-hmm. If it definitely feels because the the way they're presented all the time is this is Swerve, yeah. and then these are the people this who are there to support Swerve. Yeah. So, and AW could very easily change that. You could like, with the exception of Brian Cage, put Khan in a singles match. I don't care who it's with, and just let him go. Khan has the look. Khan. And listen, if you watched ROH before the shutdown, before AW bought them, you know Khan was on the path to being like the guy um he has the look he has the personality he has the wrestling ability and that's no knock on Toliona as well Toliona is also very valuable here but we just don't have like aw fans objectively haven't gotten to know them um and they need to you can't just tell me that these are the guys that swerve handpicked because they're so cool because one swerve wasn't at when the mogul MCU was formed swerve wasn't at that level where if like if Kenny Omega formed a faction today, I'd be like, okay, these guys are legit. Swerve wasn't there yet. Now Swerve is there yet, but now all I care about is Swerve and Prince Nana. I love Prince <laughs> Nana so much. I I love that the dance is taking off and he's getting his flowers. It just makes me yeah. Happy. And Brian Cage is always in this position where he's in these factions <laughs> and he's just. The beefy guy, like they, he, he, he's not good on the mic. So, but they don't know how to 
give him an opportunity to show his personality and his character and who he is. Apart from putting him in the ring and making him stand there all scary or making him <laughs> like he, it's like if an AW runs in this problem, it's not just Brian Cage. It's like multiple people. They're not good on the mic. So AW can't figure out a way, an alternate way for them to get their character over. Uh, but Khan and Tobolino, that's a different story. AW could get them over easy in one segment. They did it with 2.0 and then did nothing with 2.0, but they did it. Um, but Brian Cage, yeah. I, I've said my piece on Brian Cage across multiple shows. <laughs> Not just tag talk, multiple shows and multiple um, wrestling media companies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I have enough to say about Brian Cage. But yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to the, the embassy wrestling the acclaimed. I think it would be cool to see um, a kind of a juxtaposition of Swerve and Max Caster. <laughs> like two different styles of um, that, yeah. I mean because Max Caster does make music and yeah. Swerve makes music but it's two totally different fields like two, yeah. like two, they're not even in the same like city <laughs> of music they're not even in the same country of music so I think that would be fun and I, I would think it would be interesting not that I like rap battles and wrestling but I like rap battles and wrestling um, that would be fun What's that show they used to do, like, rap battles with celebrities? What was that called? I don't I don't know, but there was oh, a show. I, I can see the stage in my mind. Yeah. yeah. All I remember is the one that, like, Vanessa Hudgens did or whatever. Yeah. That's all I remember. But we and, need, and, <laughs> we need that. Listen, it would be fun. And then you could have, like, Brian Cage and, like, Billy Gunn do a rap battle. Listen, <laughs> I'm giving Tony Khan home runs here. Home runs. He should take them. We do but that all the time. Like, much like um, the position that the Mogul Embassy is in, I feel like it's the same for the righteous for a lot of people. Like, I feel like, mm-hmm. like unless you're watching Ring of Honor, like, you're not tuned into that. And it's just, there's like a disconnect there with the fans. But I feel like Aussie Open was kind of in the same position when they first um, yeah. came to AEW. And they've, you know, gotten over. So, I don't know. Oh, and I mean, The Righteous, I think it was on Collision. Um, they had a vignette, and they were in their white suits in the garden, and you kind of got a sense of who they were from that. I just think, um, I don't know, they're better on the mic than Brian Cage. And <laughs> it all comes back to Brian Cage. All roads lead to Brian Cage. Um, all roads lead to Brian Cage. Don't quote me on that. Um <laughs> I, I don't know. And that was an instance of AEW really... I mean, they have like such unique and sort of recognizable characters. The Righteous. Um, so I don't know. I don't know how you how you solve the Brian Cage problem. Um, I don't know what AEW does for him. But if it's just Swerve and Khan and Tobolona and they're wrestling the acclaimed, gold. Five-star home run. Period. What a show this has been. Oh my god, we haven't even gotten to the women's tag title curtain. <laughs> We're room. 46 minutes in. And I... <laughs> oh man. Haley, the floor the floor is yours. Me? Okay. Yeah. Well, I feel like I look very witchy today, and that wasn't intentional, but we are talking about um, the 
WWE Women's Tag Curse. Um, so if you don't watch SmackDown, or you're not tuned in, I guess, um, Alba and Isla re-debuted, I guess. Uh, they're back. And there was a really cool um, vignette that they did where they basically insinuated that they're behind the women's tag title curse, which I actually think is a really good direction for them. And I think, you know, they're taking lemons and making lemonade, like Becky Lynch would, uh, would say. Um, but I think, I think it's a very interesting direction for them, and I'm excited to see where that goes, especially with um, Chelsea and Piper. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like, you know, there's, there's a disconnect in that team. So it would be interesting to see kind of how that curse plays out with them. And like, maybe they get in Piper's head and, you know, it causes them to lose the titles. And then like, maybe we can get like, um, a non-title feud between Chelsea and Piper. I really think that that would elevate the both of them, but especially Piper. Um, so I'm into it. I love it. What about you? What do you think? Yeah, I'm into it as well because I love everybody involved. I think that it AW. Wow. <laughs> I think WWE. I think WWE, especially coming off the backs of like all these releases, mm-hmm. re- I think really needs to build some build back goodwill. And I think Alba and Isla are like, I think they're fan favorites. And I think they have potential to be like real megastars for WWE, not just in the, the women's tag mm-hmm. division, but like the women's division in general. So I'm into it. Um, the women's tag title curse has kind of been something that fans have joked about online. Cause it, listen, it's been crazy. Yeah. Like you, you become champions and then you get hurt or released. Yeah. Like you're just, you're just doomed. So I, that being part of WWE, like canon lore now, I think is a lot of fun and I'm into it. I think it's something different because so many WWE, quote unquote, WWE wrestling stars um, in the women's division, they are kind of forced to lose parts of their character to f- and to fit a mold of like a women's champion. And then the ones who are these sort of more extreme characters, they're featured in men's stories. I'm thinking about like uh, Nikki Cross when Sanity was a thing. Um, and in NXT and on the main roster, they're kind of like shoved away. Like they're not fit for the women's division or being like the face of the women's division. So I'm in, and this goes for Alba and Isla and also Piper. I think it's a little bit different. They don't, you know, not that they couldn't fit that mold, but it's, it's breaking that mold and allowing the women's division to grow from it. And also I think Chelsea has been doing some of my favorite work that she's done. Um, not just in WWE and her like career in general. I'm really into this character. I think she's a riot on Twitter and I'm so excited for her, not just to be in in a position where she's going to have this story, which like you said, I do think it's going to be this uh, non-title feud, which hopefully gets a a sound resolution and a good match and everything we want for it. Um, But to be in a position where WWE trusts her to do that, because it wasn't that long ago. Everything that she's been through with that company. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago where she was on the chopping block. And now she's, you know, back in WWE and she's in the women's tag thing. And I'm excited. And to me, this signifies um, not the tag title curse thing, but this this feud and Alba and Isla and everything that's going on. This signifies to me that 
WWE is putting a little bit more attention back on the women's tag division, which we've been asking for for a long time because the belts were doing nothing. They were just sitting there and there was no story, no feud. And it was like random thrown together teams and matches. And they didn't do much to make it make sense to fans. Um, So I'm into it. Yeah, I definitely feel like it rejuvenates the tag titles. Um, I think that a lot of people were soured on them for a long time. And I think Chelsea, to her credit, has really um, mm-hmm. helped elevate them. Um, I think that they, they <laughs> there was an attempt with Shayna and Rhonda to kind of have that story going there. It just it didn't work, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but all the credit to Chelsea Green, man. I, I love Chelsea. I love Chelsea too. And I've totally forgot that Shayna and Rhonda were a tag team. Yeah. Very short little blip. Yeah. I totally, I listen that all of that, th- their tag team, their feud, all of that feels like a fever dream. Cause I remember being incensed before about this, but now it's like, I mean, Rhonda's gone. She is. Um, I, I don't know where she's going. I don't know what's going on with her. I don't really care to know what's going on with her. Um, but WWE is really, at least for this division, the women's division, getting back to basics and doing the work to get people climbing the ladder slowly, not just putting people in the main event scene and thinking it makes sense. They're like, there are issues. Do not get me wrong. I'm not a WWE defender. But it does feel it does feel to be a WWE defender, and I think everybody knows that. Honestly, even if you don't know that, you don't know me. But it does feel like they're slowly doing the work um, and getting the division some backing uh, because they need it. There's like the mega stars, and then there's everybody else, and there's no differentiation. So I'm excited about it. I really am. The rest of WWE not so excited. I, we don't even have to talk about that. You guys know exactly what I'm going to say. Yeah. Uh, but but I do I do think that um, Javi, ha, wow, having Becky in NXT um, oh, yeah. also helps in that way, too. A lot of these younger girls that can learn a lot um, from her, especially Tiffany. Um, mm-hmm. She's talked about, you know, how much working with Becky has really helped her, so. So I don't mind it. I like yeah, it. And, and Becky and NXT, listen, people have their issues with it. I don't think it's an issue at all. I think it's, I think it makes NXT feel more important. And also I think it gives Becky something to do. Because Becky, the last, well, I mean, she's in the Trish feud, but it definitely felt like in some ways that wasn't WWE's priority. Uh, and I also think that they're, this crop of NXT talent on the women's side, I think is really, really strong. Um, someone in the chat is talking about Nia Jax. I totally forgot Nia Jax was back. <laughs> I have thoughts about Nia Jax that I will not share, but um, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. And WWE um, unfortunately released some women that I thought were great prospects. So I'm not really sure what's going on with that in the, um, but I would hope that they have a plan um, for the rest of the women that are left. I don't know. Yeah, a lot of people got pulled out of storylines that, you know, have been on TV or have been in progress. So 
That sucks, but. Yeah. And if you're a Nia Jax fan, you can 100%. Like, I'm not judging you. I never judge people. <laughs> unless it's, there's a few exceptions, but I don't judge people for what wrestlers they like. I mean, Kenny Omega girly. I know for a fact that Kenny Omega is a polarizing wrestler. Um, and I like the Young Bucks. So <laughs> I really can't speak. <laughs> I have figures up here. Um, just in a row, I have Christian Cage, Eddie Kingston, and CM Punk. So I know what it's like to have controversial wrestling opinions. I will never judge you. Um, the judgment-free zone. Judgment-free zone. Just to, don't judge me for my dislike of Nia Jax. Period. Then we're safe. We're chill. Um, Haley, we're coming up an hour. Do you have final thoughts and then your plugs? My final thoughts? Um... Man, I, I don't know. I I guess I'm just excited to see where um, the women's uh, tag scene goes in WWE. Um, because it, it is something that interests me more than the rest of the company, I guess. Like, I love the tag title scene. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see where this goes because I do love um, Alba and Isla. But yeah, anyway, as for my plugs, um, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Haleyann underscore... Um, I have a Substack uh, called The Wrestling Muse that is free to subscribe to. It's linked on my Twitter or X or whatever uh, you call it. Um, and yeah, I, I do writing for Nerds and Beyond. That's also linked on there. Um, I have a lot of stuff coming out this week with them that I'm very excited about. Um, I also wrote a cookbook. It's called Eating the Indies. It's available on Amazon for Kindle and um, hardback. Uh, and all the proceeds this month are going to Hoodfoot um, to support him right now. So if you would like to do that, um, you can purchase one through Amazon. I think that's it. Um, my final thoughts are that I loved this week of wrestling. I had a lot of fun. Um, w- with the exception of the WWE releases. But other than that, I think it was a good week of wrestling. And I'm excited about it. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Kylie Wrestling. I post everything I'm doing there. I live tweet. Um, I post things about the Golden Lovers. Um, I apparently am controversial. So if you're into that, at Kylie Wrestling. And then this is Tag Talk. We're live every Monday at 3. It's not normally, and I listen, if you're a regular viewer, you know this. It is not normally this chaotic. I don't know what happened this week. Jeremy's never happened, okay? Jeremy came in earlier, and our entire plan was derailed. Normally, me and him, we get in our mode, and we put on a show. Something happened. Um, it's not normally this chaotic. Sometimes it is. But Tag Talk is live every Monday at 3. If you're into tag team wrestling, if you're into trios wrestling, if you're into anything that we talk about, um, come check us out every Monday at 3. Also, this is Fightful Overbooked. There's a ton of amazing shows on here. I mentioned earlier Coexisting with Rob and Maggie. Uh, Jeremy mentioned In the Weeds and FMC. There's wrestling content, non-wrestling content. Go check all of it out and subscribe to Fightful Overbooked. Uh, the channel is growing really, really fast, and we're super excited about it. And you want to be a part of it, so subscribe and like this video. And l- let me hear your thoughts. And follow me on Twitter. And Haley on Twitter. And Fightful on Twitter. And Jeremy on Twitter. Not Joel Pearl. Jeremy Lambert. (laughs) Joel Pearl literally tried to publicly fire me for making... I I made a joke, and Joel Pearl was like, ugh. Listen, we had beef. 
We're going to have to resolve it at some point. I don't know what it's going to be, but you know what? what you know what we're going to do? We're going to kick him out of In the Weeds, kick Jeremy out of In the Weeds, and we're going to steal the show. Not we're just the background, Next time it's live. Yep, yeah, not just the background, Haley. We're going to steal the show. Okay. <laughs> that's what we're going to do. We have to elevate it. Um, so that's you what I mean. You heard nothing about this. You heard nothing. Don't say anything on Twitter. You heard nothing. You're loyal to Dag Talk. Don't watch In the Weeds. Don't watch FMC. Tag Talk only. Oh my God. Barbed Wire Deathmatch, me versus Joel Pearl in a Barbed Wire Deathmatch. <laughs> that's an escalation. That's like, that's like 10 levels of escalation beyond what I was going for. Y'all are too good for In the Weeds. <laughs> I love In the Weeds. I've been on In the Weeds multiple times. <laughs> Guys, this is this is not a place for us to just vent our frustration. <laughs> we should have ended the show 10 minutes ago. This is just um, the fight from overbooked war now. <laughs> fight from overbooked wars. Oh my gosh. It's the brand war. And <laughs> in the weeds, like two heavily branded shows. With beef. Long-term beef, by the way. They've been stealing the Tag Talk background for, like, a year. year. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, as soon as Tag Talk started, I think they took it. <laughs> I think I think we left it up, and they came in the studio, and they were like, oh, we're just gonna be pink. <laughs> but stay away from SP3. We love SP3. He is exempt from our, our Tag Talk bullying. Um, don't bully anyone, but except Joe Pearl. <laughs> except your world yes that's you guys need to watch in the weeds next time it's live and tell them that we have beef with them okay yeah I promise, the me. promise me you'll do it hijack the chat for us hijack the chat <laughs> oh my god we need to end Haley. Um, and just spam the comments do not spam the comments the poor moderators are like help let me not because i love i'm them. so glad kate is not here because kate Kate would join us right now. And that would just be too much. Kyle is talking about uh, Robert De Felice now, and now we have more allies. I love Robert <laughs> De Felice. I love Kyle. Um, we need to end, Haley. I know. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, we will be live next Monday at 3. Be there. We're going to talk about Wrestle Dream. It's going to be a great time. Be there. Or else. The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. Support your healthy CoQ10 levels and blood pressure with two chews a day. Visit RadioBeatsBeets.com and save 15% with promo code DEAL. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.